All right, all right, it's your wonderful host, Demian, and I'm located at the intersection of Parkside and 10th Street. We're sipping on a premium roast, three sugars, three creams, and I've got an interesting little story for you today. It's a story about perspective. I'm going to title it, The Eviction Notice. I believe that anyone who listens to this story will gain something that will not only improve their mood, but the overall quality of their lives. Let's take that customary sip, and let's begin. Imagine waking up one morning after a long night of self-pity, lying in bed and staring up at the ceiling thinking, freak, another day, why even get up? But then, as you stew in your thoughts, the alarm goes off and you remember that you have to go to work. So you rise from the bed like a vampire that's been sleeping for the past 100 years and stumble through a maze of half-eaten pizza boxes and beer cans with cigarette ashes scattered across the dingy and somewhat sticky floor. You mutter to yourself, my bedroom is a pigsty. I am living in filth. And just as soon as you get ready to fall into another bout of self-loathing, you step on a broken piece of the missing remote, which gives you yet another reason to clean your room. That is, if you want to be able to walk through your house without losing a toe. But there's no time to focus on the pain because you have to get ready for work. So now, you're standing there in the mirror, looking at yourself. You can see rows of luggage under your raccoon eyes as your hair looks like a demolition site filled with partially exploded sticks of dynamite and a Cincinnati-sized crater on the side of your head in which you sleep. Just pitiful. Just pitiful. I need to get it together, you say to yourself. And after several minutes of fighting with the monstrosity of a hairstyle and peeling several layers of dirt off your body in the shower, you make it to the kitchen and try to find yourself something to eat. Ah, Cheerios. I really like Cheerios. Nothing better than starting off the morning with a big bowl of Cheerios and a hot cup of coffee, you start to think. But this great anticipation of munching on some tasty Cheerios is short-lived because after you fill your bowl with your cereal, you realize that the milk that you thought you had expired three weeks ago. Freak! Could this day get any better, you think? So with no breakfast, you decide to make a quick cup of coffee, leaf through the stack of bills piled up on the table, and, oh, what's this? This looks like a bill from the landlord. You open the letter. You are two months behind in rent. We will be placing a lock on your door at 10 a.m. on April 17th if your balance is not paid in full. Fudge! You look at the food-stained calendar centered over the trash can. Today is April 16th, and you don't get paid until next week. How in the world are you going to come up with $980 in less than 24 hours? And then it starts. Well, I guess the jig is up. I'll lose the house, then lose my job, and I'm already losing my mind. Life is out to get me, no matter what I do. I just can't win. Everybody else has their perfect little life, and I just can't seem to get a break. It's no wonder why I drink all the time and just don't care anymore. Maybe if Dad had taught me how to manage money or Mom taught me which girls to pick, I wouldn't be in this situation. Jenny wouldn't have left, and I would still be happy. My life has just gone to hell in a handbasket since she left. She took my dog, my TV, and the money that I had stashed away in the closet. 
I almost had $3,000 in there. I just can't get a break. As your mind starts to race and panic, as it always does anytime you feel like you're in over your head. But no time to stew on that because you have to go to work before you lose that too. So now, with the news of being evicted in less than 24 hours, no breakfast, and some dollar store coffee in your dirty mug, you head out to work. Now at this point, most people would just hop in the car and drive themselves to work, but not you, because you don't have a car. You didn't pay the car note for two months, and your car was repossessed three weeks ago. Great time to be alive, you think to yourself. Another L in your long string of losses. So you walk across the street to the same house that you've been going to every morning for the past few days and ask your neighbor, Hey man, sorry to bother you again this morning, but do you think that you could give me a ride to work? He says sure, as he always does. Your neighbor is a man that has roamed the earth for no less than 80 years and has seemingly figured out life way before you ever came along. Sure he's old, but he has three grandchildren that visit him every now and again. His wife Martha died eight years ago, but he is always smiling and just doesn't seem to live in the same world as the rest of us, you think to yourself. As he warms up his old school Lincoln and drives you to work, you thank him for the ride, and he says, Don't worry about it. Everything will happen when it's supposed to. Sure, that's easy for you to say because you've already lived your life, and you'll be dead in a few years. You're not me. You don't know what types of things that I'm dealing with, you wanted to shout. But all that was audible is, thanks again. So now as you emerge from the Lincoln with a smile that seems almost too heavy for Atlas himself to hold up, you walk into the office. You say hello to everyone as you always do, even though you're clinging to your sanity with blood-stained hands and a grip that is weakening by the minute. You see Trevor in the hallway, and he is carrying a box. You say, how's it going, Trevor? And he tells you, not so good. You ask why, and he tells you that this morning the office is downsizing and they are letting several people go. He wishes you good luck and blows past you with his Lakers flag hanging just outside of his box, slightly flapping in the wind. Oh man, if I get fired today, I'm going to go freaking postal. I'll lose it. They can't fire me. I've already got too much on my plate, and I just can't handle anything else. You start to think to yourself as your smile slowly starts to fade. I guess at this point, even Atlas just doesn't have the strength to hold you up anymore. But as you continue to press on, even with slower steps, no one stops you on the way to your desk. You find that you are able to sit down and start working without being interrupted. They surely wouldn't let you start working if they were going to fire you, right? As you scan the room for familiar faces, the thoughts start to wave in like a changing tide. If anyone or anything is up there watching over me, please, please let me keep my job. It's all I have. 12 o'clock passes. One, two, three o'clock rolls around. And then suddenly, the boss walks up to your desk, almost out of thin air with a red envelope, and says, Attention, please. Attention, please. I need everybody to gather round because I have an important announcement to make. At this moment, you're thinking, if only I had a gun in my desk, I wouldn't have to hear his next words. I wouldn't have to deal with this epic firing. 
I could just disappear and forget about everything that happened this day. I could just stop thinking. And then you hear it. Everyone, this employee that I'm standing before is the winner of the New Year raffle due to his performance points, never being late, and always pulling more than his fair share of work in the office. It is with great pride that I present him with the raffle prize of $1,000. 10 seconds pass before you even make an effort to breathe and you only manage to squeak out, thanks. Oh, look at how humble he is, the perfect employee. I wish more of you were like him. Everyone should take notes because this is a fine example of someone that shows up every day and always puts his best foot forward. You accept the red envelope with a sweaty palm and place it in your briefcase. The crowd dissipates and you try to go back to typing at your desk, but you're still in disbelief. Did that really just happen? You ask yourself, did I just really win the raffle and now have enough money to pay my rent? Five o'clock hits and it's time to go home. You don't even bother to call your neighbor because you just want to walk home and process the day. A lot has happened. You make it to your door an hour later, clear the clutter from the table and place your briefcase on top. You open the briefcase, you reach in, grab the envelope and open it. You see 10 crisp $100 bills and a note that says, we appreciate you, keep up the good work. Now the moral of the story is, we never know what life has in store for us. All we can do is continue to show up daily and keep putting our best foot forward. We must always remember that life happens to everyone, sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worst. But as long as we have air in our lungs and have the opportunity to accept this beautiful gift, we should always be thankful. I hope you enjoyed that little story because I feel that these words can help someone who may be in need at this very moment. Let's do our best to remain positive and keep pushing and keep reaching towards the stars. I'll see you in the next one.